Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Evening Jones. You know, Merry Almost Christmas or whatever it is. I saw something on the internet that said that people are saying Merry Christmas again. So here I am. Merry Christmas. Um, you know, I try to give you like little stuff about, you know, a little bit of my life I'm willing to share with any of y'all. I be having trouble remembering this off the top of my head because I don't necessarily like take notes on these matters or anything like that. But I want to give some of you guys a like glimpse into what it is to ride the subway. Now, I don't know if some of y'all like have kept up with this thing that's been going on in New York, but they like real charged up about stopping fair evasion. They don't really care about stopping it in every neighborhood and don't seem to care about stopping every person from doing it. But there is an investment in trying to stop people from getting on the subway and skipping out on paying that $2.75. And I have to say, in theory, right, in a vacuum that is absent all the biases of the world and everything else, I'm really, like, low-key on their side about this as, you know, somebody who pays for a ticket. Like, if it's just going to be free for everybody, hey, man, I actually, no, I'm damn near 40 years old. I'll pay 120 something dollars a month so that I ain't got to jump over something, right? Like, I can't spend my whole life riding people's bumping into the apartment complex. Shout out to everybody that know about that life. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm just here to tell you. And I'm a person that actually defends the subway a bit, right? Like, I don't find it to be the miserable experience that a lot of people do. It doesn't, maybe it's because I ain't been doing it forever, right? But I'm not one of those people that's just all the way down on the subway and talk about it in that way. Um, however, it is a product such that you can rest assured that anybody that's willing to risk dealing with law enforcement to sneak onto it, they just ain't got the money. Like, we're not talking about sneaking into Disney World here. You know what I mean? Like, like this is not... If you ain't got the $3 for this, I, and you want it so bad that you... I'm, I understand. You just, you just don't got it. Like, that's my big argument against all this enforcement on the fair evasion. While on one hand, I get where they're coming from. On the other hand, this ain't making them no money. Like, the people who are doing this... They ain't got it, man. I'm just telling you this right now. Those people do not have it. So, like, once you start making those people, quote, unquote, pay to get on, they're not paying to get on. They're just not getting on, right? So maybe it'll be a few fewer people on the train. I don't know. Anyway, to help, like, demonstrate this point, got on the subway the other day, and sometimes you get on the subway and you smell something. Right, and it can be a, a very interesting game of where is this smell coming from? Like, you don't even necessarily care so much about where the smell is. I mean, what the smell is. You care about where the smell is coming from. Like, the worst is when you get on the train at my height and, like, somebody got a funky uh, lace front end. You know, you like, like anybody anybody know that smell, right? Like that funky wig smell that somebody need to wash their hair smell or whatever. You, you know what I'm talking about? But you can't quite tell, like, which lace front it is. So you all know, like, I was in on the train trap one time. 
It was like when I first figured out that this was the issue, like it was so deep and I was just trapped and I couldn't get away from it. And like the culprit was directly underneath my nose, right? Like we had the height difference that made it the most miserable thing. But it was too many people on there. I couldn't really get nowhere. I couldn't make no space. And then she got off the train, man. And oh my God, like I'm trying to think of, of of what that was like 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 just man so anyway that can happen sometimes now another thing that'll happen and this is not uncommon at all like you get on the subway and somebody smells like urine you know we got a lot of people that's out here living in these streets and somebody could come on and they smelling like urine. And like, I'm a little bit, I don't know if a soft heart is the right way to put it, but you know, these people are struggling. These people are going through it. I don't really so much like want to treat them like they less than, you know? So I don't really want to break out of their space when they come and they ask it for money. You know what I mean? Like I try to, I try to push through it. You know what I mean? Like, so if somebody get on the train, and they smell like urine, and they, like, stop for whatever reason to talk to a person that's near me, man, I just hold my breath. You know, like, they got, they got enough going on in their lives, right? Like, I don't want to be somebody making them feel worse, but it is a major inconvenience, and sometimes, I ain't going to lie, they stay in the same space way too long, and sometimes you just got to find a way to move. It's New York. Ain't nobody really paying no attention to what you're doing. But anyway, I got on train the other day, and I caught that urine smell. And I was like, okay, you can normally like spot out who it is that smell like urine. Cause I mean, cause honestly, if this person has reached a point to where they are like peeing on themselves, they ain't hiding it. You dig? Like you're not, you, 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 you smell, somebody smell like pee pee. You can look up and figure out who it is. Except this time it happened. And I looked up cause I was going to like fix myself properly. It was in a situation where I did not have to like, keep myself um like in the midst of the urine and i figured out something as it was going on and it was the worst realization and the realization was all those people that i was looking at trying to figure out which one of them smelled like urine it wasn't none of them none of them was the one who smelled like urine you know what smelled like urine The whole car. And you know why the whole car smelled like urine? Somebody pissed on a train. You know how much time I wasted, like, trying to escape whoever the person was because I didn't want to hurt their feelings when I needed to get out the whole damn thing in abort mission? Or do that thing where people walk between between cars? I ain't never done that thing on the subway where you walk between the cars. One, because they keep warning you not to do it. And two, I don't know about you. But as soon as I hear that door open between cars on the subway, I'm like, shit, here comes somebody asking for some money. Anyway, let us move on to your questions. By the way, I hope that that payoff was worth it. I realize I spent like six or seven minutes talking about the subway. And I realized that that story kind of meandered. And and that only works if it hit at the end. And so I really do hope for y'all that it hit at the end. Do you think Lizzo is expressing self-confidence and teaching people how to appreciate their bodies or is she just trolling? 
at this point. I got to say, I never would have thought the first time I listened to that Lizzo record that she would prove to be, A, so popular, and B, such a polarizing figure, right? And she everywhere, man. She getting to do the Saturday Night Live with Eddie Murphy. I, uh, Me and my man's ducked into a store today, and while we in there, some white lady come in, and she just got all the energy, and she's singing. She's like, I'm singing Lizzo. Like, like, like the Lizzo thing is all her. And I guess that's cool. I liked her album. Um, it's a very interesting aesthetic that we got going on because she is, I think, really talented. Um, but I think it's staying to be produced a little better would maybe be the best way to put it. Cause I feel like all her music sound like it's on the brink of something. I don't know what exactly, but on the brink of something. There's some good. I, mean, I thought there's some good tracks on there. Like I think she could rap. I think the songwriting on her stuff is clever. Um, I don't love it, but I would never think that she would generate like so much argument between people about her. And of course, like the variable that we're dealing with here is that's a big old woman, right? Like that. That's where like such a big part of everything that she's pushing is coming from the standpoint of the fact that that's a big old woman. I mean, isn't her name on Instagram, Lizzo B. Eaton? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what other way to say it. Like, this is, this is, see, and the thing was, I was about to say, like, that's the elephant in the room, but that really feel like an inappropriate thing to say. Anyway, the reason why I bring that up like in discussing it right now is that I think it is very easy for people to presume like if you like Lizzo, it is easy to presume that one of the reasons that people who dislike her do not like her is because we are in a society that generally dislikes fat people. And like that's not a, a a flawed hypothesis to begin with, right? I can't blame you for thinking that because this society is like really hard on fat people. Like all of that um, is correct. Uh, however, like, all right. So like back in the day, I used to know a little person. That's that that is the term, right? Uh, forgive me if I've gotten this wrong. The last time I checked, the term was little person. I knew a little person. I ain't really like that dude. Like, I just, I didn't, I ain't really fuck with him. Like, I had some reasons, but I ain't really, I ain't really so much, I ain't, I ain't so much rock with that dude. You know, it wasn't because he was a little person. I just didn't like him. I could understand if somebody had like presumed that maybe him being a little person was part of it, but like only if they heard me like telling jokes about like little people or something like that, but people don't do that like all the time. Like we even stopped putting them in movies like we used to when the whole purpose of just putting a little person in there is because it was funny for that moment. Right? Like we already so much do that. Like nobody's really going to make the assumption that I dislike this dude just because he is a little person. But man, when people don't like a fat person, it ain't hard. It ain't long before somebody mentioned how fat that person is. Right. You know, 
that's how that goes. So like there's like like that that's that colors the things that people talk about when they're around Lizzo. But I think that there are two things to think about here, and I and I imagine that this is like largely grounded in her showing up at that arena with her booty out um, in the thong, and she does like to perform with like all of her everything out there, you know. And if you have a problem with it, it is correct to say in some part that you are the one with a problem. But that is the case anytime anybody has a problem with something. That's just what it is. But yeah, if you're looking at Lizzo at some award show, getting down with everything out there, and you got a problem with it, you are the person that has a problem. But it's the projection that people have onto whatever it is that she's doing that I find to be interesting. So the question that we started with here was, do you think Lizzo is expressing self-confidence and teaching people how to appreciate their bodies, or is she just trolling at this point? Um, I don't think she's trolling necessarily, but I ask you this, and you can let me know. I mean, I mean, all we can do is get a read on this. Do you feel like when you see Lizzo as she is wont to be, that she is operating from a place of self-confidence? Like, maybe she is. I don't know. But um, take this as a comparison. Think about Lena Dunham walking around on her TV show naked all the time. Did you see that and get the impression like, wow, that's a woman that's really comfortable with her body? Because I didn't get the feeling that that was how that played with most people. You know, like somebody here talking about don't nobody want to see Lena Dunham's uh, droopy breast. This ain't about like whether or not you want to see it, right? Like, I'm not talking about that part. Like, whether you want to see it is like you say, don't nobody, nah, nah. There's somebody that want to see everything, right? No matter what it happens to be. Like, don't, don't, don't get into that place. But I'm just saying, I don't feel like, like when I see Lizzo do these things, I don't feel like I am seeing someone projecting confidence. I don't think like I don't feel like I'm seeing someone who is making it clear that she likes herself. I'm not saying that she doesn't. Right. Like, I don't know what she thinks or feels on these things, but I don't think like if you're if your thing is God bless that woman for having the confidence to be herself out in front of these people. I just don't know how you can assume that that's what she's doing. Like somebody said here, she's Monique's attitude, late 90s on steroids. No, see, that's that that's where I disagree with you. Um, I think that Monique is absolutely operating from a place of confidence. Like Monique, in the way that she kicked it, she absolutely exuded confidence. That's not how that's just not what I see when I see Lizzo, right? Like it feels, at least to here in some ways, like it seemed like Lena Dunham on TV is. Maybe it's a measure of coming to terms and coming to like yourself with these things, uh, you know, for whatever reason. Um, maybe it's a matter of working through some things, whatever it is. But again, at least to me, it does not come off as confidence. Now, we could take that to another step, though. I don't even know if step is the right way to put it. But I don't think I'm the only person who sees Lizzo and does not think that she is operating in doing these things from a position of confidence. Okay. That takes us to the next part of like Lizzo showing up to the arena with her booty out. 
I saw a lot of people who would make the point and ask the question and be like, well, if Rihanna did that, you wouldn't have a problem with it. Eh, sort of, right? Like, I think that we all kind of generally acknowledge that having your booty on the chair is kind of tacky. Like, not necessarily the cleanest thing. Like, the move, not necessarily the most courteous way uh, to go about those things. Like, that that ain't... I don't really use this word, but I can't think of no other word to use under these circumstances. Um, but that ain't really classy. You know what I mean? Like, and I saw people like, well, Prince, you know, wore the pants with his booty out. Hey, I wouldn't have recommended those either. But see, here's the thing. Prince pulled it off. The bottom line is that Lizzo did not. And you can kind of make anything happen if you can pull it off. There is no real science to who can and cannot pull off what. There's none. Some people can pull some stuff off. Some people can't. Lizzo is not the person who could pull off showing up to the Lakers game with a booty out. That's just not her. Now, again, I start with the hypothesis that Lizzo is not really doing this from a place of confidence. Is it possible, possible maybe, that part of why Lizzo couldn't pull off having a booty out at the Lakers game is because she is not starting from a place of confidence. Prince can pull off having his booty out in his pants because he is starting with a place of confidence or from a place of confidence. That's where I feel like Lizzo stuff becomes interesting because I just don't think that she's pulling off some of these things that she's trying to pull off. Now, you can ask yourself why it is that you do or do not believe that she pulls off some of those things. But I would just say that I would be careful ascribing or projecting what you want Lizzo's actions to be or mean based on, like, that's what you want it to be. That don't mean that's what it is. And again, I say, I don't know what it is. I gave you my guess. I don't know what it is. But I do think that the Think Peace Army can come out here and be like, yo, it's great what she's doing. She's out here, dot, 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 dot. Or maybe she's just confused like everybody else. Appreciate the question. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, this is actually interesting, though. People, uh, somebody said in the chat room that Lizzo did that for her haters and not for herself, and people are kind of like poo-pooing the idea that Lizzo might got haters. No, nah, she probably got some haters. Haters is deep. I got me. You tell me, you tell me I got people that hate on me? I don't think they're very important. But, you know, it happens. All right, next question. The game's constant name dropping doesn't get old. You guys correct me if I'm wrong here. But did I look on the internet and see that the game said that Michael Jackson tried to uh, squash the beef between him and 50 Cent? Did I see that? Because I felt like I saw that on the internet. Did y'all see that on the internet? Because I'm pretty sure I saw that on the internet. Which one of you thinks in the year, like, did he say when, by the way, like somebody help me out here. Did he say when Michael Jackson tried to squash the beef? Because as I recall, like that 50 cent game beef, that was in 2005. Somebody let me know if I'm wrong. I'm going to look this up as I'm talking to y'all. Yeah, okay. So the documentary came out in 2005. So I remember that game 50 beef 
being 2005. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but Michael Jackson was pretty fucking busy in 2005. Perhaps you'd like to look up what Michael Jackson had going on in 2005. I feel like maybe, just maybe, Michael Jackson had more important things to do. That's all I'm saying. Somebody in the chat room said, uh, who kid mentioned he ran into Mike in the Bahamas and Mike said he was a fan of G-Unit. I'm not saying that man is lying. I'm just going to ask you this question. Can you believe that Michael Jackson is kicking it in the Bahamas in such a way that he could just run into who kid? No shade to who kid, but I would think that Michael Jackson would be able to price himself out of the who kid market. Like, 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 understand this, man. You know, I'm saying this to you as a person who make a lot of money. Uh, I went to one of them islands this summer, and they were showing me the other hotel. Like, I was pretty staying at a pretty fancy place. They showed me another place, and they was like, yeah, well, that's where Kevin Hart stayed when he came. And you know what? I looked that place up. I wasn't paying them prices. It wasn't happening. Kevin Hart could price himself out of Bomani Jones. I feel like Michael Jackson could price himself out of the GU. Appreciate the question. Let's see what else we got here. Is I just called to say I love you a bad song because of how sappy it is or because of the cheesy 80 cents? Why stop there, buddy? Why is it got to be or? It is and then some. Yo, I listened to that song today for the first time in quite a long time. Go check out The Right Time with Bomani Jones to find out why it is that I was talking about that. But anyway... That may be like Stevie Wonder's biggest hit. And, yo, it's so terrible. It's such an awful song. And it was such a big hit. And white people, I blame you. Let me make sure my people aren't that responsible for this. Because hold on. We might all have to do this together. All right. Wow. Do you know how many countries that trash made number one in? No lie. Oh, damn. It was number one on the black people charts, too. All right. It's on us, too. Sorry, white folks. I just completely put that off on y'all. And we all got to share the blame in this. This shit is whack. Let me tell you who else gets to share the blame for I just called to say I love you. The people of Australia, Austria, Canada, uh, Denmark, the Netherlands, France, Germany, Ireland, Italy. Norway, New Zealand, South Africa, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, UK. Yo, man, she went number one in all of them. Shout out to the good folks in Slovenia, though. It only got to 46 over there. The Slovenians were the only ones that were truly up on game. I need to go explore some Slovenian music. Apparently, they have pretty good taste because they rejected this trash. Go back and listen to it. It's dreadful. The worst song in the Stevie Wonder catalog. And that includes I Ain't Gonna Stand For It, which, if we're going to be honest about it, is a piece of cultural appropriation. Like, a country white folks was like, yo, I hate Stevie because I ain't going to stand for it. I ain't even mad at him. I thought that was kind of disrespectful to them. 
All right, appreciate the question. Let me see what else we got here that I feel like answering. Okay, so what's the Cashy 6 9 going to do this weekend? I happened to just see something about this right before I logged on. You guys let me know if I got this right. Is that dude out of jail? Like, is the Cashy 6 9 going to be on the streets? Okay, they say he'll be out before Christmas. I got a serious question. Like, if you're him, like, what are you supposed to do now? Oh, his sentencing is tomorrow. Okay. I was about to say, if that dude gets out, like, what are you supposed to do with yourself? What are you supposed to do? Go get a job? I mean, I can't see how you'd ever be able to engage in any illegal activity. I imagine nobody can talk to him, right? Like, why don't you just drive down to the police station and just do it yourself? How'd y'all let this happen? Like, I'm not responsible for that at all. But somebody in here is. How'd y'all let that happen? Like, it's bad enough y'all let Drake happen, but y'all let this happen? Oh, y'all saying it's a rumor that he'll get a podcast on Spotify? Spotify can't give him no podcast. Let me tell you why. Like, people come, if I'm not mistaken, people come to, like, the Spotify offices and do these podcasts, don't they? You can have that dude come to the office. Everybody gets shot. Like, I mean, I mean, I think it's fairly fair, pretty fair to say somebody's going to shoot him. Like, maybe they don't kill him. Maybe they don't hit him. Somebody going to shoot. Oh, Joe Bunn does that at his man's house. Okay. I tell you where he ain't doing it. He ain't doing it at my house. Talking about the cash, you not Joe Bud. Did you hear about the bronze teenager who staged her own kidnapping? Yes, I did. A 16-year-old girl. She's walking with her mom. Was picked up on camera. Some dudes pulled up. Straight snatched her away from her mom. Put her in the car. Had people in the city real shook up, man, because there was that woman that got killed over by Morningside Park. Um, so, like, you know, people on some alert, and she's walking with somebody, right? You know, that's the thing supposed to keep you safe is not being out alone. And, you know, she out with somebody, and this happens. Like, that for a lot of people was a real terrified experience. Then she turned up, and then, or turned up, rather, not turned up. That has a different connotation. She turned up, and now it appears that she stays that because her mama, she thought her mama was too strict. And so, you know, she did that. And I'm just curious where she's staying tonight. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I would not feel comfortable staying at my mother's home after I have done this. I would not be able to rest peacefully under those circumstances. I would try to find some auntie or some godmother or somebody that I could tell the story to first and hope they could tell my mama and kind of like calm this down a little bit because I have no idea what my mother would do under those circumstances. And please understand that my mother is one of the sweetest people on planet Earth. I just don't see how, especially at age 16, I don't get punched in the jaw for this. You can quibble about the right or wrong about it. I just don't see how it doesn't go like that. Like, especially not like right in the moment. Like, there's going to be some, there's going to need to be some time for the news to settle before I can come back. I go to school before I went home. And then my mama come to school looking for me, tell her I ain't here. 
Like we was on the news. The news. Woo. I got to say, by the way, it was a lot funnier when we found out that Jesse had made that stuff up than it was finding this out about this young lady. Maybe it's because we just have a little more sympathy slash empathy for children. But it wasn't quite as funny. That Jesse, though, whoo, that is hilarious. Appreciate the question. Let me see what else we got here. Yeah, somebody said something here uh, about Jesse trying to sue the city. And let me tell you something about that young lady up there in the Bronx. You better hope the city don't try to sue her. Man, don't take it kindly when you waste their time. How do you think people get inspired to try drugs like Lean by Future when his music is clearly a cry for help? Um, Jimmy, I don't know if you noticed this, but a lot of people are out here crying for help. If Future makes you think that the Lean is the help, it seems pretty simple to me. All right, appreciate the question. Let me see if we got anything else here I feel like answering. Yeah, not look like we got by where we was going. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on the Evening Jones. Try to do this thing every week or two. My man, Lance Gilliam, handles everything behind the scenes. Thank you, sir. Remember, if you cannot watch the Evening Jones live, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the iTunes store, subscribe at Stitcher Radio. Check us out at SoundCloud. We are also at the Google Play Store. And we'll talk to you guys in a few days. Take it easy.